Point Hammered is intended for an immature audience. So if you're easily offended, you best get to stepping. But if you'd like to stay, let's get hammered. Going on, people. This is fucking Point Hammered. This episode one fifty-seven. Holy shit! August twenty-third today, two thousand seventeen. Mm-hmm. Nice fucking man, kind of a chilly summer day. Crisp. This is when people start saying the weather is crisp for the <laughs> next several months. <laughs> Sounds about it's right. Crisp out there. <laughs> what the Whoa. fuck you been up to, buddy? Well, I've been working on various projects as you know john mm. model wise not too much working on some byzantines for saga and it's been going kind of slow i've been converting them out of plastics so i'm late romans into late roman byzantines oh. so they have different helmets so i've been slowly begging and accumulating the heads that i need and i finally got the last batch in last week thanks to zach shelley for helping me out as well as Sean Welty and Dom Soar for sending me the plastic heads that I needed to complete the project. Also been waiting on Gripping Beast. They are ordered a bunch of shit in middle of July. <laughs> and finally it's just on the its way. They needed to like actually cast up some of the shit <laughs> that I needed. So um yeah, so I haven't been super motivated because I haven't had everything to like even assemble it and play it, sure. you know, unpainted. So I should be getting that package this week, so at least I'll be able to put them all together and play a game or two, and hopefully that'll help with the motivation. But, yeah, yeah. so I've just been green stuff and tacking heads on with okay. the gray stuff. You know, <laughs> typical bullshit. Early Army bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> all right. But, yeah, yourself, John? Well, I've been doing all kinds of shit, man. I fucking finished painting the... Frost Lord Rider for the Stonehorn there. Oh, yeah. See him there. He's ready. So now he's like a nice hunter on foot with a crossbow and a big-ass spear. He turned out real fucking cool. That was a pretty fun project, but I'd painted a bunch of Infinity before that, and then I painted this, and it's weird to get bogged down in like a 25, 30-hour yeah, painting project yeah. versus a fucking quick five, six-hour painting project. It's probably a larger open space on it, his hand versus yeah. the entire <laughs> Yeah, the entire model. model. Yeah, so so many bits. I've been working through some of the various bits since then. I did some freehand on the banner that's going to go on there, and I've been working on the spare hand that attaches them to the stone horn and just working through it all. Great. I did have some fun messing around with skin tones on them. I used, like, there's an old GW color. It's, it's called dark flesh tone but it's really like a red brown yeah so i use that still around as a base and then i did some dark sophia wash some secret rep- from secret weapon miniatures and then i did some highlighting on that dark flesh but then i used like a light caucasian skin tone so the color and the result turned out really cool it, al- it almost looks a little demonic because it just mm. looks a bit unnatural but it looks really cool it's a unique touch and then some of the in the last infinity model I was putzing around with that too where I used like a caucasian skin tone but then I worked in some yellows and some grays into it as well to make it look a bit more robotic so I've been having a lot of fun messing around with that mm-hmm. kind of stuff just trying different shit to keep it interesting because otherwise you just get so fucking bogged down in it not using the stock 
black skin recipe or the no, I've, it's been on they've been done to death thousands so. of miles. everything i do now i just make up a new color just for yeah. the interest and i take pictures of it so i can kind of go back if it turns out really good i can duplicate it like mm-hmm. for this guy i painted that whole model and then i had a second hand i had to paint i was like fuck good thing i <laughs> took that picture i don't even know what the hell i was doing yeah. here just hit the wing it just so. off a cow you can do a, <laughs> one paw a different color a black paw yeah i probably could have done it blue or something like he dipped it in some paint you know, that goes. The old fucking... <laughs> Dipped his hand in a pollen yeah. of ultramarine white. blue. Yeah. <laughs> so, other than that, I fucking ordered a ton of shit from Chaos Orc. I got a Zinch army on hand. Not the full Sockable army, but... beasties on your paint desk there. Yeah, fair amount. I'm trying to finish the Stonehorn because I want to play him in the next couple events before I even let myself start fucking around with Zinch color schemes. But I'm really chomping at the bit to start the Zinch stuff. So, I mm-hmm. built a couple Zangors. I built the Carrick Acolyte. I also have a Lord of Change, a Zangor Shaman, a bunch of other stuff. So we'll see. The Zangor models are fucking super nice, man. They're su- they're way more multi-part than, than the last models where there's like an upper chest piece that Yeah, I noticed that variety. when I assembled some of them from the Silver Tower. Ah, they go yeah. together really interesting ways. Like digitally, they chop them in half at weird angles and they fit together really snug. Yeah, super Super incredibly detailed. Yeah. With the little plates and, and like bags and super fun like models. That, so. I'm not terribly impressed with the Carrick Acolytes. They they're just kinda like the old Marauders where there's these meatheads with even extra muscles. There's like extra layers of abdominal <laughs> muscles and yeah, so it's so they added more muscles to the old intro. <laughs> muscly yeah. It's not so. quite that high fantasy back then. They had to jack it up <laughs> even more. So I haven't been thinking about the color scheme for those guys. I've put some thought in. If you go through the Zinch book, they got they've done all kinds of skin tones. Some of them are subtle, like they have a Caucasian and an African skin tone, which are pretty obvious. But then there's even like some, you know, yellowish and brownish tones in between. So they like tried to hit and accommodate all the races of the world in this. Yeah. Um, and do you know the background on those guys? Yeah, somebody was telling me that That's it's just me. an illusion, anyways, right? Yeah, it was and me. they're not. It was that was in the Zinch book, so like they just look like normal people, and then when it's time to rise up, like they can just do the Zinch thing where they all look like that. Mm-hmm. So uh, the color scheme, though, because I'm going to do blues and turquoises and light silvers and shit like that, so I'm going to try and do all the Carrick acolytes with really dark skin and the, mm-hmm. like the African skin tones in the Zinch book look really fucking good. But if you look at the box, they don't say what they use for those uh, skin tones. They say what they use for the Caucasian ones. So I got to do some dabbling. If anybody knows, there's a recipe out there. Yeah, I bet there's like a white door for an online article yeah. or something somewhere. I, I looked through the Maybe. Warhammer online stuff that's on YouTube. I didn't see anything. So or Actually, they did have one, but it didn't seem to be the same. Mm-hmm. Duncan did one. But anyway, so I got to figure that out. I think it looks really cool. It's subtle. And I've never really done that well so i think that'll be a fun challenge and with the dark skin like in the light blues it all looks really awesome Mm that's part of why i did the original beastmen that way so and then i worked through the basing strategy for the fucking army i don't know if you saw the bases sitting in there yeah which did (laughs) they required a week of fucking sculpting these flat cacti my first attempt failed miserably because i didn't Mm -hmm. use any armatures and then the second time through, they turn out really, really cool. Yeah. Are you uh, interested in 
purchasing any cacti. So I did purchase. There's a box for like ten bucks or whatever. I purchased two Lobby. sets through Pegasus. Yeah, that's exactly what I have. And then I purchased spot on a, a set from Japan. Have, yeah. So there's. I don't know if they're going to be the same or if they're different, but and they have. I purchased the ship from Japan through Amazon like a month and a half. Whenever I first got these models and started thinking mm-hmm. about it, they still haven't showed up. But the Pegasus stuff showed up. Mine are a little bit bigger, but they'll all flow just fine. Mm-hmm. They'll give me some variety too because there's several different sizes and styles of cacti. So I had a lot of fun with that. I'll talk more about basing later when I talk about useful hobby products, but uh, I had a really good time with them. So I've been fucking busy doing a lot. Painting every day. I'm trying to do oh, this wow. uh, an update every day, except that with the fucking all the IVF and traveling to Madison <laughs> yeah. and IVF and ICSI and fucking all this shit. Like an apartment shit. I've just been overwhelmed with stuff, so I don't get time to paint every day. But any day I do, and like, some days I'll just do like one layer coat, and then I'll put a fucking the Daily Frost Lord or on Twitter. So I'm trying Daily to keep Lord. keep constant updates. Sounds like a cool Twitter feed. <laughs> After I finished the Frost Lord, it was the Daily Frost Lord on Stonehorn. <laughs> <laughs> All hashtag. Mm-hmm. So you can check that. Check out my progress on there, and I post at least every other day. So just with what I've been doing, and yeah, because we're podcasting, I won't have time to do it today. Probably, but we'll see how that goes. Oh boy. So, anyway, we got a fucking email. Whoa. John, I just pooed myself. <laughs> Ian McRae wrote in and what just said that episode 156 was fantastic. He's listened to countless hours of point hammers through all the ups and downs, and the show is <laughs> consistently admirable. Consistently down. It says cracking music picks, too. So he's letting out a bray scream of appreciation. <laughs> 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 Cheers, buddy. Appreciate the fucking email. So... My fucking ears are ringing. Yeah. <laughs> you should see the sound waves on that. Nice. Oh, jeez. All little, right. Little Dane's starting to let out some massive, high-pitched baby bray screams. Look at the dog. He sees the dog. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's excited. Mm-hmm. I seen little Dane at the Raj Podge. Yeah. Raj Podge, is that what we're doing next? Yeah, let's All get right. on it. Yeah. I fucking held it. Local quality in, invited. Basically everybody. everybody. <laughs> it was yeah, good. Quite it was a few people fun. showed up. Yeah, it was a kind of a cool little venue. Definitely some room to expand if if that was in the cards. Yeah, which may or may not be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I did some Infinity shit. You can listen to that on Personal Flash Paper. Mm-hmm. And then after that, just a lot of hanging out with bros, playing some Saga, getting a little swifty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I played a fucking game of AOS. Yeah, I saw you line up. I didn't believe my eyes. <laughs> Why is that? <laughs> Breaking out the models. Oh, yeah. I wanted to play Infinity as well, but after that game of AOS, I wasn't. <laughs> Chad brought off his models. He wanted to get some games, but his list was just. He had the Goblin list with all the fucking shooting, mm-hmm. all the like buffed up shooting. So by turn, he I went first, and then he double turned me, and I had nothing like nothing left. I was like, well, that's the end of that. Mm-hmm. And it, uh, what was I rocking? I was rocking the Warherd list with Sail. And I, so I roll the fucking spell to fly up and kick his ass on turn one with the big block of Minotaur. Three dice and couldn't fucking hit a six. Oh, so boy. after that, everything I got just disintegrated <laughs> to a shooting. So it was it was rough. Yeah. It wasn't fun at all. I was like, well, I, sh- I wish I wouldn't have done that. And then nobody else was, I, no one, everybody's like, well, we're not playing because that doesn't sound <laughs> fun either. <laughs> so, so Chad's like trying to get a game, but n- nobody's yeah. having it at that point. It was fun to see those models on that board yeah that there's so that's like the local wasa saga guys one of them's big terrain buffs and yeah. he brought his boards that are like 
pretty much like hyper realistic yeah, almost. That was with probably the bushes most and stuff. epic board I've ever played. Yeah, it was like really weird to see. Back when like um, you would make boards that looked awesome and fuck like transportability or damage or whatever they'd go through. You know, that board was fucking epic. Yeah, so it looked super hyper realistic. And then your game was interesting to watch on there. But then somebody's playing like 40K yeah. on there with like orc trucks. And like, <laughs> my mind like can't, like it's rejecting the scene before me. Like yeah, that I can't didn't flow. Picture these orc trucks driving through a serene like Welsh countryside. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I put some pics of the game up on Twitter and some people did comment like, holy shit, that board is epic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it really was. Yeah. So yeah, he's a, he's a cool guy, local saga crew. So they were also playing little bolt action. They're playing the, whatever the pirates type game where they're actually using some ships at 28 mil scale. Mm. So they're playing like on a four by eight <laughs> and had these two kind of smaller ships plowing around, shooting, <laughs> plunking at each other. Huh, yeah. One of them had a lot of cannons and one was completely filled with guys. <laughs> I think the, the guys kept trying to get at them and they kept trying to maneuver out of the way, <laughs> blast them with cannons. Hmm, interesting. Yeah. It was 40 K action. I watched a lot, a lot locals. of, uh, uh, yeah, Batman. So Batman, how, how was yeah. that? I didn't really get to observe. It looked real cool. I watched two games of it and the models are super cool. Yeah, they really fun. are. It's like, back- what did you think of the scale of the models? Because they're a little bigger. They're big. I think it. They're cool. They're super detailed. And if you're into fucking superheroes, it's the shit. Mm-hmm. Which I'm really not. But yeah, me neither. But, as far as source material goes, the but, game still appealed. It looked like a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I sat and watched a fucking some kind of Cthulhu board game where oh yeah all the like, players played against the Arkham the, Horror. Yeah, or one of the like Arkham that. Horrors, like a yeah. card card game version of that. Yeah, it looked like a fucking... Like those dudes are having a field day. They, Braska didn't have enough decks to get an extra guy in, so I just sat there drinking beer watching. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, it was fucking a lot of fun. It was fun just hanging out with everybody because it brought like all the different crews together. Even Conzie showed up. Yeah, Conzie Madison day. came up. The Infinity guys from Madison. And then Illinois. Grant. And yeah, Grant. Chris, Illinois. Chris. And then like some Illinois guys that weren't really associated <laughs> Too heavily with them came up. Yeah. Who also played Infinity and stuff. Sure. And then yeah, Broska, Rotor, the Minnesota fellows over. Yeah, nice diverse Ooh. crowd mixed in with some locals. Yeah, that that I knew, and then some locals that I didn't know. Basically, I just let anyone could send out invitations. So did anybody trash being, the bathroom? Uh, not not that I was aware. <laughs> you didn't get a bill. <laughs> um, yeah, they have improved the bathroom since the last time I went in there. Oh, yeah. yeah. There was, they used to have huge weddings in there, and the bathroom was one urinal and one stall. Oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah. It was a fucking yellow disaster. There was plenty of space, but it, yeah, that's where it was. Ke- smelled musty as shit in that whole area. Adam Kiefer got married there. Oh, yeah. A decade ago. The first time. <laughs> <laughs> first one. Nice. <laughs> that cheating bitch. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so. Yeah, anyway, that, yeah, that was a damn good time. Yeah, so that was Podge, and then a few weeks later, I headed to Gen Con. Yeah. Not too much to say mm-hmm. about that. That's like a high school bro trip for me. Oh, yeah? So that's who you went with? That's who I'm hanging out primarily with. Yeah. Um, rather than trying to connect with gamer buddies and stuff. Though I did see quite a few folks there. Quite yeah, a few folks introduced themselves, said hi. And, uh, <laughs> I got in some Infinity Action there. Is there a tourney? Yeah, there's tourneys. There's... Lots of stuff for miniature games there, but it's kind of a hassle hauling. Five days worth of stuff, food plus board games, and then miniatures on top of it. Yeah. So the Infinity stuff 
didn't take up too much space, so I worked that in a little sure. bit. I um, played four games of that on Friday. <laughs> a couple of glorious wins, a couple of glorious losses, mm-hmm. middle of the pack, perfectly fine. Got a lot of board game action in, a lot of good time with my old buddies, and I did buy a few games that I thought were pretty yeah. cool. Picked up a game called Mintworks. That's like a micro game, and it fits inside a little tiny mint can. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And it's like a worker placement type game, and it's pretty cool. It's really easy. It's kind of like, have you played Love Letter, John? No. Have you ever been around one? Mm-mm. So that's like a game that is like, I don't know how many cards are in that deck, 14 or 15 cards. Okay. But uh, the game is really, really fun and easy and simple, but there's like a lot of guessing and like intuitive stuff about mm-hmm. it. So this Mintworks game is kind of like that. I got it to play with Kelly. And we played two games, and she beat me both times, and I wasn't letting her win. So <laughs> um, she's she's enjoying it. Okay. I picked up this game, Laser Riders, which has a heavy. There's a lot of Z's in there. Has a heavy heavy '80s theme yeah. going on with it, and it's kind of like with the X-wing game, and you yeah. have your little templates that you put down, like sure. turn three to the right, and there's okay. a little thing. So it's kind of like that, and that's how you move around. But you leave those sticks down, and that's like your little laser trail. And then you guys are like laser surfers Mm. through space, and you're like (laughs) trying to gain little prisms and stuff, and you're trying not to hit the other guy's laser trail and stuff. It's kind (laughs) of like like Tron. Yeah, kind of like Tron. It's got a heavy 80s theme. So that one I picked up was pretty fun. And the last one was Fate of the Elder Gods, which was like a heavier board game where you play as different different lodges of cultists. <laughs> you don't say. <laughs> to <laughs> resurrect different guys. And I picked up that one. The game was really fun. I played a few different Cthulhu games. That The guy I was in the demo with, he's like, yeah, this is a real Cthulhu Gen Con for me. I'm just completely filled up my schedule with Cthulhu-themed <laughs> games. <laughs> so, um, yeah, the game was fun. It came with – it's one of those games – board games that has lots of miniatures in it yeah but they're all the cultists they're just different colors it's like the same model and then there's some cthulhu type creatures so i'm actually i'm planning to paint these yeah because i think it'd be pretty easy to do <laughs> and uh and they're miniatures that you own that are unpainted <laughs> yeah yeah i don't want to did you put them in get, your get, spreadsheet get too deeply into that but. <laughs> so that's my tentative plan because they're kind of brightly colored plastic red blue green so i think it'd look really cool if you painted them okay and it it should be pretty easy so (laughs) sure those are the the games that i picked up thumbs up on those ones so overall yeah it's great good time i got a i got a message from big kevin from illinois Mm -hmm. he was at gen con and he was playing pirate dice he had to let me know. <laughs> Since I'm the undefeated pirate guys, I can uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah, and I have to say, you know, people were saying that it, it was sold out and stuff and I'd be too crowded. Gen I didn't Con? Yeah, I didn't think it was any more crowded than any other year. Yeah. So if that was holding you back from signing up or from mm-hmm. future years, you're gonna use that as an excuse. I would say it's not <laughs> it's a, a poor valid, one. It's a poor one, not a valid excuse. I mean it is pretty packed, but um it's so big and spread out. They were like in into the like the stadium now where oh. the, the Colts play. Yeah, <laughs> and there's like events in the basement of that thing, and yeah, hmm. it's a it's fucking massive. Okay, quite a swath of humanity. 
through there. So good, I forgot good at, times as always. At Raj Paj, I did watch a game of X Wing. It was Golki versus JJ. <laughs> uh, yeah, what do what do you think of that? I don't know. Golki's heart clearly wasn't in it. He ended up flying accidentally flying his huge ship off the table. Oh uh, yeah, I think he told me about that. <laughs> he's doing a bunch of dumb shit, and mm-hmm. JJ's just flying around trying to blow up his remaining stuff. I don't, I didn't think too much of it, but I don't think those guys were. At least Golki was putting up a very good game. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, okay. You been uh, reading? Well, I'm listening. You got some audiobook stuff for this section. So I listened to Neil deGrasse Tyson's latest book, which is called Astrophysics for People in a Hurry. It's okay. on audio. You can get that from the library. That was really good. If you if you get into a lot of this stuff, it's a bit redundant, but it's worth a yeah, listen. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. Is it significantly different than any other material he puts out? It seems like. No. Just like fun facts and yeah, stuff like that's that. mostly it. But it was interesting and intriguing. It's a real quick listen, too. Mm-hmm. I think... I want to say like three, four hours tops and you're done with it. But and he, he narrates it himself. So that was cool. A sultry tone. Yeah. <laughs> so I, your, but I enjoyed your that. Your personal astrophysicist, <laughs> Neil deGrasse Tyson. That was worth listening. And then other than that, I've been pretty obsessed. After that, I started Sanderson's Elantris. So I'm <laughs> like, it was like a 24 disc audiobook I got from the library. <laughs> And I'm like seventy minutes a piece. Yeah, it was, I can see it, that. I'm like two discs away from the end, and I don't know how the fuck it's gonna wrap up. Yeah. It's 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 not as good as his other stuff. You can see it's like the proto by any measure prototype. Yeah, of his you, formula. You can, There's you like can little tell it's kernels of older future greatness, and but it's definitely worth listening to if you're into Sanderson. And it's again, it's like all new and interesting ideas from anything else I've done. So in that regard, I found it enjoyable. Like the mm-hmm. way the magic works, this is a different, um, just the whole Elantris idea. And some of it's a bit, eh, like some of the characters just, I don't know, aren't well fleshed out or don't hold up well in my opinion. But yeah, I think it's just a new author thing, but it's still worth listening to or reading mm-hmm. if, if you pick it up or you can find it, especially if you can get it from the library or something. So I'll, I'll give a final synopsis on that when I finish it, but what have you been uh, reading or listening to? I actually listened to a really good one on audio. I got turned on to this one by the legend. It's called Kings of the Wild with a Y in the wild. And this is set in a fantasy world where the it's kind of like a D&D world. There's millions of different monsters and stuff. And then the bands of adventurers are treated like rock stars. And they like have groupies and stuff like that. And they play like arena shows where... There's a lot of uh, references to bands and stuff like that. They're called bands. So this follows a, you know, the old band is called Saga, and this guy's trying to get the band back together because he needs to go save his daughter trapped halfway across the world. Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. so it's a lot of D and D references and stuff like that. But it's really good. It's really well written, and uh, there's a lot of fun references that I think if you knew a lot of stuff about music. Yeah, you would probably pick up on stuff, but (laughs) there's this other band that they're friends with called Vanguard. (laughs) (laughs) Then there's like uh, Neil the Young is another (laughs) old old guy that they hung out with, but they're like all in their 40s and 50s. And the new bands, like you know, they're all women bands, and like they don't, (laughs) you know, they never go out into the wild and adventure. They just like stick to the arenas, and like they have like different managers and stuff that book them. (laughs) Like gigs to like go after minotaurs and shit like that. So okay. It's really 
it's really well written. It's really really fine. It's like a good good kind of book, and um, yeah, was really pleased with that pick. Mm. Kings of the Wild, getting the band back together, baby. <laughs> Current obsession, John. Well, don't lie to me. I got two don't directions you, Don't here. you fucking lie to me. I got briefly obsessed with basing tutorials on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> we'll give a shout out to Dr. Faust. Oh, if you're yeah. ever looking for something to do, bored, check out some of his tutorials. But I've been reading like a fucking madman. I've been like reading an hour and a half a night. So it's been finished some fucking Dragonlance, Draconian Measures, oh, which boy. I had never read before. Here we, so go. Was, Here we go. That was really good. It was the follow-up to the fucking... Doom Brigade book, so that was really good. You get to see what happens to all them. And then I read one of the best minimalist books that I've ever read. It was called Goodbye Things by Fumio Sasaki, this Japanese cat. Mm-hmm. So it turns out minimalism is going to be a pretty big thing in Japan. Yeah. And so that was a really interesting read. If if you are if you want to know anything about minimalism, he's got an interesting and unique take on it. And uh, I can highly recommend that book. Mm-hmm. And then I read a book called Camp Concentration by Thomas Dish, which is public domain. You can get the PDF free online. It's really weird. It's a fucking like a real thinky book. It was really controversial when it came out because he ends up drawing some comparisons between like life in the real world and effectively how God like treats humans okay. to how okay people were treated in concentration camps in the 40s mm-hmm. so it's a bit it's a weird fucking book but it's a quick read it's like 180 pages and like i said it's free you can get on pdf so check out camp concentration it's it's, it's thinking it's all kinds of references to other literature like and stuff like that it's self-help it's fiction it's fiction well, it's like, like a story it's this, this dude who goes to prison for okay. being a political um naysayer dodging the war effectively and then he gets sent to this other prison, and he's keeping a journal the whole time. But uh, and it, it goes to some weird places, but it's good. And then <sighs> there's some Dragonlance holes in the stories that I haven't read ever. So there's some like some of the Fifth Age stuff. So I picked up from the library how, Dawning how, of a New Age. How many are there out there? Oh God, there's fucking hundreds, right? Mm-hmm. So this I picked up Dawning of a New Age. I've never read it. And it's in like two nights. I've read like 150 pages, so I'm like super sucked do, into the story. Do they have like? Are these stories about the original characters from that first one, or are they just set in like the same world? Uh, some of them are like Caraman's son Palin is in this one, and his wife, and then he has children, but he's in his like mid fifties. Mm-hmm. So like this is after the gods leave, and all these dragons from across the oceans come over and take over Ancelon. Oh, so all the dragons battle and kill most of the other dragons. There's very few dragons left, but they're like dragon overlords. So it's during mm-hmm. the... This book details the beginning of the dra- dragon overlord period. Oh, okay. There's no magic in the world other than well, in some artifacts. And the dragons still have magic because they're magical beings. But A bunch of assholes. It's an evolution of the story that I never... For some reason, it never appealed. But now I'm really hooked on it. So. Mm-hmm. Other than that, on the side, I also read a book called Goodbye Things by the Minimalists, which okay. is their third book, which was really good. So... All righty. Usually their stuff's pretty repetitive, but that was a really good book because it was more of a storyline of what happened and it was meant to be entertaining. So I've been on a real fucking reading tear, my friend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what have you been uh, obsessing over these days? Well, not too much besides my hobby, audiobook, The Trips. It's just been little baby Dane, John. Oh, he's, yeah? He's one year old. Just raising a child? Raising a fucking child. <laughs> <laughs> 
He's been scooching around on his little butt. <laughs> Much like you do. Yeah, basically. He's like a little dog wiping its ass on the floor. <laughs> That's his favorite means of locomotion. Like, he liked standing up a lot uh, before he could really scooch around. But now, <laughs> since he can scooch, like, he's giving Fuck up on standing. standing. <laughs> Although he's he's getting a climbing up on shit on his little knees. Mm. And, like, I can get him on, a, like, a little walker, mm. and then he'll take little steps mm. around. But <laughs> he prefers to just get on his little hiney and just scooch at high speed. He's really quick down there. Um, it's funny while well, he'll, he'll cruise across the hardwood floor and then just beef it really hard. <laughs> <laughs> then you start crying. Uh, sometimes uh, you never know. Sometimes then you smack him, tell him to be tough. Be tough, <laughs> Dad. Hey! You have to toughen up. Hey, toughen up there, little guy. <laughs> so since that happened in the last two months, I've just been baby proofing everything, mm. all the chemicals. <laughs> So I'm almost <laughs> tripping over gates constantly because if you close the door and then it's dark out at like you know midnight or whatever yeah you open the door and you just want to walk through immediately <laughs> instead of taking a step back and doing a giant <laughs> step over it yeah constantly almost falling over but <laughs> he's good he's a he's a little twerpy guy he's under 20 pounds yet <laughs> so he's on the low end but it's quite lanky. He's in the normal, <laughs> normal lanky division right. of the Rogers. So, yeah, things are going good with him. Uh, really good, actually. He hasn't really gotten sick or anything. Usually, there's quite a few trips for <laughs> fevers and such. Jeez, oh, really? In the first year, yeah. But he hasn't really. He had one thing, and that that was pretty much it. So. Been pretty lucky so far. Things, right. things are going good. <laughs> With a little baby, little, little baby update for everybody. <laughs> yeah. As far as my schedule and stuff goes, basically every day after work, I'm basically all in on baby time. Oh, yeah. Making dinner, doing chores if I'm not watching them. What's so, Kelly doing then? Well, you're either watching them or you're doing chores. So yeah. that's... That's life. Yeah. Maybe we'll poop out Thursday or Friday <laughs> and uh, watch something. But yeah, then till about 8 o'clock... He goes to bed at eight, and then then I'll start thinking about doing hobby and mm. stuff like that. So that's kind of but by then how, how I out. still get things done. What's that? By then you're super wiped out. Totally. Um, yeah, sometimes depends on the week. Sometimes that's nap time, and it takes like another two hours to build up motivation <laughs> to do something at like ten o'clock. I get most of my hobby stuff done on my lunch break at work. Oh yeah, that's the benefit <laughs> of living like three minutes from. Yeah, work. I kind of miss miss living. Pop four and a half hour. minutes away yeah yeah that's nice yeah. what do you got for a music pick buddy music pick we're been listening to a lot of sentence lately and actually the older albums that i kind of glossed over when these guys were still around so i've been listening to the album down which was recorded in the mid mid 90s john mm. this one is called bleed bleed Feel free so that Live now 
Okay, so that was Sentenced with Bleed. Oh, all right. Did you listen to that new fucking Hardcore History podcast, dude? I did, John. Oh, my fuck. That was Celtic good shit. Holocaust. Yeah, I was enthralled for quite a while in there. Six hours or something. Yeah, you could see, too, that he was really restraining himself yeah. to, like, <laughs> just make it a one-off. You know, because, mm-hmm. you know, he talked about the beginning a lot. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the the final battle. Yeah, you, you got But there was, like, quick. three or five or six rebellions, like, in the meantime, in between those, that yeah. he just kind of, like, glossed over. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, when all the fucking Gauls, the tribes start flipping on him. <laughs> yeah, he goes to, like, you know, the UK. And, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, Britain. Yeah. Um, you know, and that's just, he talks about it for just a couple minutes. I'm mm-hmm. like, that's it. <laughs> so you could, he could have went really went to town on that, but I think he's, you know, overall point was about you know, the when did when did a tribal people stand a chance against right. the technological society? And you had to go look all the way back to this time. Yeah, all to, the compare and contrast between like the American Indians and the African, African tribes and what they dealt with versus where the fucking Romans and the Gauls were was super cool, man. Mm-hmm. And then the fucking Germans come in at the end. Yeah, these like <laughs> this badass the German, German 400 of them sing off yeah. like 15,000 guys yeah so that's like the, the whole story was fucking and he, he talked about wargaming too yeah he He's did like, yeah and wargaming rules these you know, these German Germans, they, you know, they usually have special rules of some kind to represent, you know, just how how effective they are. <laughs> yeah, that was super good. And I tried to think back to like Rome Total War, mm. and I don't remember any uh, special German Cav guys, but did you ever do? Never really went up to Gaul because yeah. like there's no money up there. You got <laughs> to stick in the Mediterranean and take over like Greece and. Asia and stuff. That's where the money is. Not those podunk Gaul towns. Well, according to the fucking hardcore history, the money's in the slaves you're going to yeah, capture, my slaves. friend. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's quite reflected in the Total in the War. <laughs> did you ever do Total War Two, like Rome Two? No, I never, never did. I did Shogun Two. Yeah, that one gets which a... probably has a different. Yeah, you know, has a different flavor to it. Yeah. So I did Rome. I did Empire. And then I did Shogun 2. I see Warhammer 2 came out. So I did Warhammer Total War. And now Total War Warhammer 2 is out. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. I saw like elves, high elves, dark elves. I saw old world shit too before the end times. Mm-hmm. So it really. It looks cool. Yeah, I saw something about like the Norse, the, like the Norse guy are getting mm-hmm. a faction in there or something. So yeah, that's kind of cool that they're in the, just doing whatever they want. In the first one, you can play like, you could play the, you know, essentially the marauder type fuckers just chaos guys mm-hmm. or you could play the chaos warriors that are trying to conquer the world and it was cool I, was, I don't know so i've spent i should have talked about that under my obsession but i've been spending a lot of time watching trailers for video games <laughs> on steam <laughs> just like experiencing yeah so like, like you know, and i'll just sit and watch man there's some really cool shit but i don't know i don't i don't get into total war because i don't want to manage all these battles it just seems to maybe the first couple are just want to wipe them out yeah it does get like that yeah even when you are into it and in like the in the warhammer one you can just make it so you have a huge army and auto auto resolve it and you'll win Mm -hmm. but like you're gonna not do as well as you otherwise would have yeah but if it's even, you're probably going to lose. Yeah. So, like, well, I have to do this one. Right. And then, even though it says it's even, I'm still going to, like, beat the shit out of them. <laughs> so so the that's what, that's why I don't do – haven't got into, like, Rome 2 or Rome Total War. It's just I want to do it. I want something new, but 
I've been watching a lot of Dominion 4, which is just a weird fucking game. Mm, it looks really basic and simple, but there's so much going on soon. And there's Hearts of Iron 4 I'm thinking about, but that's like a really involved World War II game. It's so. all like turn-based turn-based strategy. strategy. I try to stick to big map. turn-based, yeah. I don't like to do like RTS because I feel like every once in a while you just get completely underwater with dudes swarming you. <laughs> and there's just too much going just, on for my old brain. Hey, man. It's war, man. Yeah, War's not know. a turn-based strategy, dude. You ought to at least be able to pause it and give everybody orders. Mm-hmm. Well, that's kind of why Total War works, or at least the Warhammer one. You just mm-hmm. tell everybody what to do. There's a if you want if you're fucking bored and you want to see an awesome video, there's a on Steam for Total War Two. A dude does a walkthrough where he walks through a battle with the I think it's High Elves versus Lizard Men, mm-hmm. and the fucking graphics are epic. And he uh, keeps doing like cutscenes because you can watch a cinematic version or you can just watch the battle unfold as you're playing it. So he cuts between like the battle he's playing and then puts the cinematic footage in there. It's super awesome, man. Wow, like, sounds cool. There's a fucking slant on top of some big ass lizard and maybe it's Mazda Mundi and he's casting spells. Mm-hmm. And he has to keep moving the fucking high elf archers out of the way because Dominion's fucking them up. It's really cool. Like <laughs> if you're cool. bored and you're into fucking fantasy yeah. shit just watch those videos on Sounds steam kind of dangerous yeah <laughs> totally <laughs> don't have too much free time anyways yeah. so gotta be careful about delving in but anyway what podcast do you have for today buddy Rogers podcast i found this one when i was actually confirming that the saga thursday podcast which is just the audio version of my videos was up on the uh uh, podcast apps and stuff. So it's called the Saga Thing Podcast. Mm-hmm. And it's two guys. They basically think about Saga. <laughs> they talk about things. <laughs> they are a podcast that I think they're both scholars of Icelandic oh, no shit. Uh, history and the sagas in particular. So every episode, and they have these huge multi-part series, they go through these old the Icelandic sagas. Yeah. And they talk about some of the history behind them, and then, oh, my God. God damn animal. Ronald's been doing this lately. I don't know what his deal is. He just caterwauls like man. He wants to go outside really bad. Uh-huh. But they, it's really well done. The recording quality is really good, and they obviously know what they're talking about. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so if you have an interest in uh, Norse and Viking-type things, this will... This will be right up your alley. Yeah, one quite, quite a few episodes. Ronald, who's the goddamn naughty animal? Shut your polka! <laughs> Kid him. Stupid cat. Fuck, dumbass cat. So like they compare the history and the shit to what's in the game. And, or is it more battle specific or like? No, really? these are that. This has nothing to do with the saga game. Oh, this so it's the oh, saga. Okay. The Icelandic sagas gotcha. of history. That makes a lot more sense now. That were written in the twelve or thirteen hundreds. The fucking cat was distracting me, dude. <laughs> <laughs> fucking naughty animal. Yeah, so it's a his, it's, it's a history podcast. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but oh, I, that I found it because I was looking for my Saga Thursday podcast. I'm like. Saga thing. This sounds cool. I have a nice Viking ship. So, yeah, it's quite a few episodes. The quality is really good. Really get into it. Okay. It's fun listening to all that jazz. Mm. So, check it out, bro. <laughs> do we have a useful hobby product, yeah, John? I actually do. So, through my basing investigation mm-hmm. and watching tons of videos trying to come up with something cool to do i finally dabbled into some of the t- 
technical paints from GW Citadel, mm-hmm. and I fucked around with the Agrellan Earth quite a bit. So the effect, the, crack, the cracky, yeah, the effect is super. Did you check out the bases in there? Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, that effect is super if cool. You're using that, yeah. You gotta like the key. It's like a couple of people message me like, yeah, I can never just get it to crack. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I I use the epoxy sculpt to add some different. So like, there's a bigger set of cracked earth, and then I put the agrellin earth on, primed it, and put the agrellin earth on top of that. Oh. So you get like two layers of cracking, like huge plates, and then small little. Little like desert nice, floor cracking, nice cracky. But like you just slather that shit on thick and see what happens. And it was the only the only real issue I had was you can't paint it. At least I didn't try to because it flecks off easy, and then you got yeah, spots where it's missing. That's what I was wondering. Did you like seal it with glue afterwards mm. to lock it in, or what are you gonna do? No, I just let it go. So when you're painting it, any of the ones that are slightly loose, because you're dry brushing it with three or four different shades, they'll pop off on you. So uh, I had to super glue them all back on with tweezers. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I did. And some of them, it looks it looks cool if a few of them come off, but if a lot of them come off, it looks like shit. So there were times when too many came off, and I had to go back and just put more big blob of agrellin earth on and let it crack out again. Mm-hmm. But it, doing that added some interesting layers to it because you have like curled up pieces, and then a big empty spot, and then you put a bunch more agrellin earth in there, and it kind of spreads out. And then you get under the curled pieces, you get tiny cracks, and then a couple mm-hmm. more huge cracks. So it looked really cool in the end, but it is a bit of a fucking hassle. And like I said, it's tedious as shit. To be fucking taking super glue and yeah, tweezers and gluing these little tiny no, pieces back in. <laughs> so there is there is that. And maybe there's a way to avoid it. I don't know, but I don't think there is. I primed it before I put that shit on. No, that's not true. I primed it and then I painted a like a dark brown because I didn't want it to be black underneath the agrellin earth when it cracked out. So mm-hmm. um, I don't know. The end result is super awesome. I'm really happy with it. But it was a significantly more amount of effort than I've ever done on a base. But I think it, the stuff you could accomplish with that, if you could find a way to like paint it white, you could get a cool ice effect. Oh yeah. Weird looking ice. You just prime it white maybe after it's done. And I think that would look really cool. You, there's all kinds of fucking shit you could come up with with it. I mean, mm-hmm. some kind of black lava shit because you could prime it black after the fact. Anything you can think of, like grays, you could fucking take this in any direction, and I think it would be really cool. You don't have to go with a when desert you're in look a just fantasy realm, John. So the options are limitless. All my playing around, I had two failed attempts at bases, <laughs> mm-hmm. like because there's other ways to do this cracked earth shit. There's like a they make some like. There's resin bases. Did you Pumicey, the, weird uh, shit that is supposed to do it, but didn't work very well. And then they make Yeah, a, that sounds like there's different ahead. cracky paints like that, crackle paints or whatever. Yeah, they, there's called. also like a um, and I PVC had, glue yeah. method that didn't work very uh, well either. But this Agrell and Earth shit fucking nailed it. So yeah. I, this effect. I've used some, some other crackle paint. It didn't really work, yeah. work that well. In particular, so you get the hang of it quick too. If you put it on thick, you get some huge fucking plate crackage. If you put it on thin, mm-hmm. if you put it on too thin, you don't get a damn thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. So you got to give it at least some depth to it. But either way, I was happy with it. I think a Grell and Earth was a great fucking tool and made some really awesome bases. So check that shit out. Mm-hmm. How long do you think that little bottle would last? Are you really mm-hmm. slopping it on there? I'm slopping you, it using on, it, but... using it, using it up. Uh, I'd wager I could do 15 to 20 bases per bottle of those 32 millimeter rounds. Oh, okay. So um, I'd say you get a fair amount out of it. 
I just ordered when I got all my Zine shit. I got two of those things from Chaos Orc, so I'm set for a little while. Mm -hmm. All right, baby. Is that it? I I think so. Click through the site, pointamber.com. Click the fucking support page. If you're buying anything on eBay, Amazon, you feel like switching to Ting to save some money on your fucking phone, click through the Point Hammer site and hook us up, dude. Yeah, man. These beaks, these beaks are looking like some uh, a grilling earth right now. <laughs> <laughs> nice, <laughs> so cracky, parched. <laughs> Need to get fucking wetted. So, yeah, click through the site, help us out, send in some emails, man. Okay. I yeah. asked the question earlier. I don't remember what it was now. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> if you be. if you know the answer to my question earlier. <laughs> Oh, it's a dark skin tone. You know, the best way to pull off that dark skin tone, like African type skin tone, hit me up, man. Send me some fucking recipes and I'll do some research on my own too yet. But if you have a good link or something, I'd appreciate it. That's all we got. All right. Thanks for listening. It's my bees. Wait, do you got a song? Oh yeah, I do have a song. (laughs) We'll play a song. This one is also sentenced off the down album. This one is called Sun Won't Shine. 